Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today in the Zoom room for a little midweek mini pod session, (laughs) I'm welcoming back the gorgeous Kate Morrison to the podcast. Kate, how are you? I'm good, thanks Danny. Thanks for having me back. Oh yeah, it's been a while. Geez, when did you last come on? Oh. I was a hundred days. So it was. But you know what? I actually think it was this time last year. Probably was around about because it, yeah, it must have been because yeah. it was around the hundred days, and that's well, you know, some somewhere along those lines. Anyway, Kate was in our January two thousand and twenty-one challenge, yes. the first one. I know, OG. <laughs> Totally OG. I know, I love it. (laughs) And still going strong. Yes, very strong. You're amazing. Thanks to you. (laughs) And yeah, like you're the one that does the hard work. That's incredible. So how long now? So we've got January. 15 months. Yeah. And I could, you know what? I can't tell you the days. And I never thought I'd say that because I thought I'd always count days. But yeah, I don't know the days, but 15 months. Oh, God. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it's awesome. Up until now, how's the journey been? Yeah, still oh look, a journey and great. The first hundred days were awesome. Um, the first year was awesome. I do I remember you said in one of your podcasts once, you know, Ash and Scott Owen said, I wish we could just bottle everything in the first twelve months of sobriety. Cause you know, yeah. you, you do you do you, you, you don't peter off, but there's a high that comes with that twelve months. Yeah. And then it becomes way more about, you know, um, I don't know, like it, things become more depth, like not to quote Scott again, but I do resonate with him. Like, you know, my life is so much richer. Yeah. And I'm still the student I was when I first started this journey. It just doesn't doesn't get old. And there's been a lot of 
I mean, I still can't believe that I decided to stop drinking to see how the year would go not drinking. And I remember when I did it, I announced it to all my friends and someone said, what would it take you to get back on it? And I said, lockdown and homeschooling, hands down. And guess what happened? Lockdown and homeschooling and a shitload of it, you know, and, and, and on top of that, uh, you're, still, you're still going through a lot personally. And so, and the funny thing was I really didn't, not once during that lockdown period did I feel like I need to drink and that's all I did the year before. So Unbelievable. In, and, in fact, I, I remember often, and I was working full-time and I was working, you know, in a hardcore industry and my kids were going through the second year of a separation and there was all these things going on, but not once did I feel feel like it. I, I just, you know, I, I just remember thinking, God, this time last year, meaning last year, last year, um, I was counting down the minutes. I thought, what a relief. I don't have to do my head in all day till 3 o'clock. Yes, 3 mm. o'clock, you know, and, and so, yeah, so it's and got, yeah, lots of different things out of it. Isn't that amazing? Like, yeah. holy shit, you know. Yeah. It is in hindsight, absolutely. And it was funny, when I hit my 12 months, my boyfriend, um, partner, whatever, um, said, uh, he said, happy 12 months. And he said, God, do you think you could do anything else in 12 months? Just watching, you know, this journey of, um, as a person, what I'd done to uh, be, you know, take my life on the next path. Is probably yeah. the best. And, you know, I, again, I'm, you know, don't want to be preachy. I've, it was a lot of great times and a lot of fun times that I had um, drinking. But, the yeah, the time it was the time and it was the right time. And, it, yeah, probably probably five years, a little bit too late. But, hey, before that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it's been a big, big 15 months. God, you're amazing. And isn't it incredible what you can endure, what you can, yeah. you know? Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. absolutely and it was funny and I said this to Lyndall um and the um graduates group um when I joined because I've, I've I've had a bit of time where I wasn't really involved with groups for a while just over summer and got back on because I needed my people I've actually got a few friends now that are sober um so that's great too but it's just different with with the with the grads group and you know <laughs> and so I jumped back on and I said you know I can honestly say that 2021 gave me every excuse to drink but I had so many reasons not to. Yeah. And that's, that, that was the year pretty much summed up, I think. Oh, I love that. That's going to be the quote. That's going to be the sound grab. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love that. It's yeah. so, again, you know, just reflecting back, wow, I did it. That's amazing. And knowing that, you know, if I can get through that, I can get through so much. Yeah. It's Things like, come, that- come at me. <laughs> Bring it on because, yeah, 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 I can do this. I can do it. It's not great fun at the time usually, but I can do it. And I really had, like I can honestly say, I had some of the darkest moments I've had of my adult life Mm -hmm. and I came out of it so much stronger and more in touch with who I am and I, you know, I I just, it's, it's just so true that our darkest times shape us and to be able to do it fully sober was just a whole another level I feel like and I know it's corny and very you know yogury and all that stuff but I really do feel like I'm way more in touch with the person that that I always have been and I just didn't realize so it's pretty cool yes yes 
tears to my eyes. I love it. <laughs> I wish, you know, that's the only thing, and I, I won't go on about it, but I have cried once since I stopped drinking. And it's an ongoing joke with my partner and I because I do all these things. I'm like, I'm going to crack. I'm going to crack. The tears are going to come. I'm hanging to cry. I've cried once. And it's just part of my journey. And it's just so funny. I, I just, you know, and I, I don't know whether it's because I'm not having a wine and drinking and crying or what it is, but it's all part of it. It's all part of this healing process. It's all part of the things that I'd gone through leading up to it. I've, you know, I've done so much work with a kinesiologist who's just amazing. He's not a kinesiologist. He's really a therapist. but um, you know, and, and I work right through a lot of stuff and shame and all that stuff. And it's just, so it's a really interesting journey because it's still just scratched the surface. Yeah. Yeah. What you said earlier too, I'm still a student and I feel mm. the same, like completely the same way. I'm still a student. Doesn't matter if it's four years down the track. Doesn't yeah. matter if you're coaching a ton of people and I'm, you know, still a student. It's so good to be that way, like to you know, to see yourself that way. It's very humbling and it also keeps you so open. It does. Think, you know. And mm. I think it's, I think that's a lot of the mindfulness work because if you're a student, then you I feel like I've got my ego in a much better spot. Mm-hmm. I must right. be listening with my heart a lot more, which yeah. has been my, you know, one of my goals. I, I've, since before, when, before I stopped drinking, I was, you know, going through a bit of a hard time and this kinesiologist said to me you are dominated by your head you don't listen with your heart but you're a, you're a very heartfelt person and when I started this even when I was drinking when I started listening to my heart it started you know it got me to hear so so yeah so when the ego's at bay and I need my ego don't get me wrong mm-hmm. it's a good it's a it's an important tool but mm-hmm. it, it's good to have her in line <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> you got to keep that one in line for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, amazing. Like, I, it, it is quite incredible, like I say, like realising what we can do, what we're, what we're capable of. Well, the reason I got you on today too is because I received a message the other day and we've often talked over, over this period of knowing each other about parenting and, you know, yeah. like we've talked once about mummy wine time. We were going to do a podcast about that a while ago. Yep. Um, but also I just, I received a message the other day on Instagram from a lady from America, actually. And she was saying that she's very early days in sobriety and coping, like she carries the load of, you know, she's the the main caregiver for the family. So she's got, um, she's got children and she's carrying all that responsibility. Husband works full time and the alcohol is her little reward and what to do. Like her thing is, what do I do when I need to escape? Like what's mm. what's what's going to be my escape? And I thought, wow, that's really, yeah, that's going to be a good one for Kate. <laughs> Handball. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, oh, it's such a tough gig. I think, and yeah. I'll, I'll just punch in with what I, mm, my, my response was and also, but I didn't want to sound, and like I said to you earlier, I don't want to sound uh, patronising at all. Mm. So, everyone listening to this you know if if we say something and I don't want you to think oh they're fucking idiots or you know they're, they're <laughs> bullshit you know like I, I I genuinely like parenting of course it's super challenging at times carving out time for yourself is really important so my response mm. to this person was you're gonna want to punch me in the face but can you set your alarm <laughs> 10 20 minutes earlier than before when your kids get up and can you bookend your days with 20 minutes either side where you dedicate that time to yourself. So I know it's not, it's kind of different to what she was saying because I think she was looking for that escape in the moment. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking that if you, you're carving out times at either ends of the day where you 
dedicate some time to yourself, to your own self-care, then that kind of sets you up to be in a better place when the kids do give you the shits. Absolutely. <laughs> in Absolutely. the Arvo. Yeah. That's my take on it. Love to yeah. hear your take on it. What do you, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, you know, first of all, just massive well done for her even trying, you know, or recognising that it wine mightn't be helping. Like it's such a, the, totally. the, the mummy wine culture, it, it is a thing and I'm, I don't want to be patronising and I won't bang on about it, but it can be. We should though. I mean, I, I started my drinking heavily because I was a mother <clears throat> and I can, I'm not proud of that, but I also don't hate myself for it either. Um, I'd been in the semi-corporate world for a long time and I was a real go-getter and I didn't mean to get pregnant that quickly. I was not not overly stoked it happened that quickly. So my entry into motherhood was a bit rocky. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I remember really, I mean, just being pregnant, didn't love it, you know, sort of clipped my wings a bit. And um, when I was able to start drinking again, which was pretty early on because breastfeeding didn't work out for me that well, um it was my go-to I I did I, I I drank a bit and then um you know I went back to work and I working helped because it would put off you know it would mean that I wasn't having a wine till I got home but like your guest on a podcast not long ago I think her name was Sarah she's in the grads group yep she said you know that wine when you get home and then getting the dinner ready and doing all of that from that five to seven period that's what I, that was my crutch. And, and so I did that. And then, you know, then I had another baby, which I was much more prepared for. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he was two and a half, he was diagnosed with autism. And that just threw another, you know, layer onto my, you know, uh, well, I deserve this. I deserve a drink. Right. And, and, yeah. and, in, and, in, and in hindsight, and I was, I was actually quite aware of it at the time, but my husband and I at the time, Mike's husband, we, that was what we did together. We had a drink together. We also used to play a lot of music together and, you know, have a drink while we were doing that. Like it was always, but then the music stopped and the kids were the kids and, you know, uh, my youngest had autism. And that was just the most confronting thing at, at the time that I'd ever gone through and gave me a whole lot of new reasons to have a drink. And it gave me connection to people. And, and I, I have formed a lot of great friends through drinking in the mummy wine culture. Uh, and it's such a thing, isn't it? It's like get yeah. together and have a wine with the mums and especially if you're feeling a bit lonely and isolated and right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I did it and I never stopped to think this isn't how it's going to be. I thought this is it, you know, and, and it, you know, so it took me a very long time to, to realise that it wasn't serving me and I think absolutely the kid's getting older. But, um, yeah, I, I totally get why and how. It is a thing and, look, it is absolutely advertised as that. There's, it's, you can't get away from it even. And I remember I did a, when I, when I was trying to, when I was sober curious, I did eight weeks of not drinking and I remember at the time, I'm actually not on Facebook as much anymore apart from for, you know, sort of work purposes and whatever. I love Insta, but I'm, for lots of reasons I'm not on Facebook that much. But during that time, it felt like every meme that came up was about why you have a wine and you're a mum. It was and I remember being at the park with a wine in a flask, you know, like just, it's just, it's there. And so, and it's, and I was thinking about this when you sent, when I, when I, you know, we were talking about the message, I thought more than anything, it really is also breaking a habit mm. um, mm-hmm. because wine was part of my parenting. So right. mm-hmm. the taking it out 
was going to be a whole new world and a whole new routine. Um, so, so yeah, so it's not, it, it's not um, easy and, and it can be kind of a little bit isolating if you're not drinking. It is, it, sometimes mm-hmm. it is when you're not a mum as well, you know, it's, people can feel that way. And loneliness is terrible. So, so yeah, so I, I thought about it and the hard, the, I had the same thoughts as you, but the hard, the hard part about answering, you know, that sort of immediate question, what can I do right now? Everyone's different, but for me, it's not about what I do when things are stressful with the kids. It's about what I'm doing around that that helps me react to it. Exactly. Like what I was saying with the book ending at, you know, the start, if you've got good practices that can set you up. Yeah. And I was a really Mm. volcanic parent, um, Mm. meaning I, I'm, I would just let it all sit and I'd think I'm being patient. I'm being patient. I'm being patient. And then I'd explode. And I was like, God, me too. Yeah. (laughs) And I was, and I'm pretty, I've got, you know, I've got a deep voice and I've got a lot of power behind it. And I'm scary when I get angry. And, and, And if you're only doing it volcanically, you're not just constantly the yelling mother. It's really quite terrifying for the kids and, and for Jeez, me it's effective though yeah <laughs> i know I but scare it, ash he's like oh. <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> but it doesn't uh-huh. get you, yeah. where you where you need to be and, and no. look I'm, there is no magic totally. pill. Yeah. we're all human and kids are kids and being a parent is the most full-on gig um and i i say you know small kids small problems big kids bigger problems and <laughs> with with the kids when they were younger i got away with a lot and it was when I knew they were getting to the age where they'd start to remember they'd have that first memory. I'm pretty mm-hmm. convinced that my oldest still has a couple of first memories, but I'm really, you know, safe in the fact that we've built so many new memories and new ways in the last 15 months. They will, you know, it's not going to define um, mm-hmm. our relationship, but there's going to be stress always. And um, kids rebound off you. And whether yeah. or not, and whether or not they're young or, you know, I don't have teenagers yet. I feel like my nearly 11-year-old thinks he's a teenager, but and that's a really cool thing to watch, to be honest. But, you know, kids take no prisoners. They feed off your emotional state. And yeah. if we're stressed, you know, we transfer that. And, and in the message, you know, this beautiful person said, I worry about what will happen if I do go and take time for myself about what they will do. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think in that is probably you know if you're worrying about it before it's happened you're going to be stressed you're not enjoying Mm -hmm. anything because you're kind of forecasting it um and I think the one thing that you know I love about the work or the practice Mm -hmm. (laughs) the goods um the goods you know the meditating (laughs) the journaling you know all of that um it encourages you to be more present and so Mm -hmm. So and and it's fun. And I know that um, she started journaling, which is great. But with the journaling, it's funny. I've so I've been journaling now for a long time, and I've finished your journal, and I really need you to do a second one. I know Tracy's telling me that because I've <laughs> looked for lots and I've tried lots, and it's not the same. And so now I just co- copy your format in my own. But then I thought about doing my own. Maybe we should talk about that. But um, no, I I, I um with the journaling, it dawned on me one day, and and because there's obviously, as you know, there's all this neuroscience behind journaling Mm -hmm. and I've one of my big ones that I've written is you know I must approach everything with curiosity Mm. and that's been one of my almost daily because I'm a person that can get stressed about what's going to happen next I've I've spent my whole life Mm. being a real planner 
really mm-hmm. on time, not yeah. dropping the ball, fitting that wine in on that list. You know, I was all part of it. Yes. And I find myself mm-hmm. saying to my oldest son a lot, he's, he's like me, he'll be like, but what about what's happening next? What about tomorrow? I'm like, you've got to be present, babe. You've got to be present. <laughs> it's such a, I'm such a hypocrite with it, but I'm doing all this stuff to be present. And what I love about journaling and that I approach everything, I must approach everything with curiosity, is I've started doing it. You know, writing it down every day. I, and what I love is, particularly in my job, my job's full on and it can be part sort of operations and part innovation. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm talking to people, I used to sort of, I used to really focus on what I'd say next. And mm-hmm. I stop and listen now. And, and I don't have to tell myself to do that. I'm actually doing it. And I know I'm doing it because in these conversations, I'm actually finding gold. And it's helping me with my next step or my next project or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I find with kids, particularly, and over the last, you know, and through the home, the lockdown and the homeschooling, um, and, you know, my kids were living in a new house with me. They were doing some time with their dad and time with me. And that was all new for them. And so, you know, they'd moved out of the family home. It's lockdown, it's homeschooling, all that stuff. I'd look, I'd watch how they'd react or I'd, you know, watch their emotions. And I really tried to approach it with curiosity. Why are they doing that? Yeah. What are they doing? And that took the stress out of it. Yeah, Because I was absolutely. with them. Yeah, totally. I think there's this, uh, so this this lady that sent this message through too, she said that she feels trapped and alcohol felt like an escape. Yeah. And now she's saying, and now I can't have the escape without the guilt. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, I mean, in terms of the escape, there is no escape. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? There is, like. <laughs> well, exactly, Kate. There's, there's no escape. And, you know, Eckhart Tolle says that stress can be defined as the resistance to what is. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, totally. around about what he says. So yeah. I guess in a way without this is where I don't want to end up sounding patronising, no. but kind of accepting what is yeah. and going, okay, this is the situation and can I just be an observer, be curious rather than resisting what's actually happening because it's happening, you know. That's right. And and I think, and the other thing that I think is really valid with, you know, so when I, when I was, and I think I think this person's kids are a bit younger than mine, but I have been there. <laughs> so I do, it does feel like yesterday. But in saying that, not that I don't have two full-on children that I had to get through another year of lockdown and homeschooling, you know, we couldn't even go 5Ks again at one point. I've got two two boys and one is very different to the other and the other one is doesn't doesn't operate without his mates so every morning I would be like right how do I want to feel at the end of the day how do I think we can all feel at the end of the day so that meant getting out like I'd, I would schedule yes. in that outside time like even if it was right I don't care we're all walking down to the park and the moment you get into nature you feel calmer and the kids Absolutely. feel calmer yep and if you can so within her day you know if she can work out how do I want to feel at the end of the day how am I how, what things can I do that will help me feel like that because the middle of it's going to be pretty full on <laughs> and mm. and so what am I going to do and can I get 10-15 minutes in the morning that's for me can I get you know if if is there any way I can get some help and go for a walk at lunchtime I think there's yeah. any you know could, could hubby have lunch with the kids just just for 40 minutes or and I know that all sounds really basic and everyone's heard it before, but it actually works. And you yeah. can only start it off with little things, but rather than setting your day up for how do I escape or what happens if I need to, 
what can I do? What is what is the definition of escape? Well, it's 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 hopefully for me, I think it's getting to to that point where the reward is not the wine, it's the feeling at the end of the day and and what I've done, what I've learned, you know, and and support, you know, like yeah. I think it's oh look, you know, I could go on and on about it, but when you are in a curious state, you are more patient and you're more accepting. And you know, and and I've I've really learned a lot through that and I certainly learned that last year. And and sometimes with your routine, depending on the age of the kids, if you really, like for me, it was change, doing something different, like changing my, having a routine, plan, 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 plan all you want, but change, do something different that's do going to make you yeah. feel more rewarded. Totally. And look, my, my bestie, Lisa, I remember her saying to me years ago, when the kids are getting ratty, put some music on or change oh, the music. You know what I'm like? I'm a full nerd. I had notes and I've got music, you know, and I did that a lot last year. My kids do love music and I love music too. And, um, uh, and I was laughing, Chrissy Swan on the radio, she'd talk about in lockdown how she'd put on these bangers and, and um, Mm. I loved loved it. And she'd mention songs like, oh, I'm going to try that. Oh, good old nineties, you know, and Mm -hmm. kids, music does work. I was a get them out. And, and even if it's just going to the beach, letting them run around and then coming back or going to the park or whatever it is, as soon as you get the kids out, everything's easier. Four yeah. walls is hard. <clears throat> totally. I totally agree, 100%. So get them out, change up the music. I introduced my kids to Much to Ash's Disgust and, <laughs> like, just what the hell. I introduced them to the song Love Shack. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And they it. were like, what is this? Um, <laughs> we're like to, dancing. We'll have to do and... Group is in the heart next or something like that. That was the same year, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm going to write oh, that, that one down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and that could be really cool too. And then yeah. it's and that acceptance of what is, you know, accepting what is and yeah. just going, okay, I'm here. And it's like just something you said before too. It's like asking yourself better questions. I did a post, in a, a blog mm. post on this last week, like rather than ask yourself, uh, uh, why ask yourself how and it's similar right so yeah. rather than being like why you know I'm fucking stuck in this okay thinking outcomes okay what do I want like you said how do I want this day how do I want to feel at the end of it how yeah. am I going to achieve that so be by I guess being in this thing how am I going to escape it's mm. all already sets you up feeling a bit like I feel yeah. tense even saying it yeah you know and and you know there is there as a, <laughs> there is no escape with with kids and it's and it's always going to evolve it's how you how you view it and I love Hugh Van Kylenberg Resilience Project oh, I love him did the Resilience love Project you. in our book club and I'd never listened to it before and I don't know what well I actually don't know why that's that's I've, I've heard of it and I kept going oh I'm a lot of things but I'm bloody resilient I don't need to read that anyway mm. I love when this happens because I, I got so much out of both of his books but one thing that really stood out is he talks about I think it's in his second book but his mum you know, he, he's big on phones and screens and parents getting mm. too involved with their screens and he prided himself on being someone that didn't get obsessed with screens and then his mum basically started to catch him, be on his screen a bit, and she <laughs> just said, you know, parents of your generation, you know, I've just sit, sat here at the park watching your son do this, that and the other. Now I know it gets boring watching kids at a park. I've done it, I get it, I know. But she said, but, you know, I was there when you smelt that flower for the first time. I was there when you mm. did this. I was there. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And you guys are missing that. And I think yeah. that's the whole being, being curious about what they're doing. You know, it, it's kind of, it, it's accepting that, that it's like once you, once you accept that, it just makes it easier. Totally. Hey, there's a great book. And so I love Hugh Van Klein. That book that we were just talking about that in case anyone missed it is Hugh Van Kleinberg, his book, The Resilience Project. Yep. It's absolutely brilliant. I'm actually, I'm going to try and get him on this podcast. because And his be amazing. second book is Let Go. And, yeah, and I haven't even, read that. It's even, it's just as great. But what I loved about his second book is that it's really, it's, it's from the last, it's from lockdown in Melbourne. So it's oh. him way more hard on sleeve. Um, yeah. And it's, it's incredible. It's real awesome. credit to him. So it's taken a lot to do that book. Yeah. Okay. So that's called Let Go. Is that on Audible? Because I love the sound yeah, of his voice. Yeah. And that's I've recommended it to a few people. And they're like, fine, you know, finally an Audible that I can listen to because he's so easy to listen to. Oh, yeah. Oh, his voice is great. We should add yeah. that to the book club list. We'll have yes. to tell Lindell to add that. Yes. We've got so, a lot yeah. of books so being, to get through. Yeah, we do. So being <laughs> present. So a bit- Oh, totally. There's a book that I would recommend to any parent. It's by Gabor Mate. <laughs> He's like my Wayne now. I, um, I know, I know. <laughs> it, it's, it's called Hang On To Your Kids and ah, it is such a brilliant book oh, and talks about attunement one. a lot and how children in our day and age now, This I don't want to make anyone feel guilty, but because we're always in our phones, we're not attuning to the kids properly and it's actually causing kids a lot of uh, yeah. developmental problems. So yeah. it goes right into this in the book, so I'm not going to go on about it, but just how we like we so we're missing all these things where the where the kids are missing the eye contact with it. Not to mention all the mask wearing now. Oh, the kids yeah. are they're missing so much of the verb the um, right. emotional cues be, from not being yeah. able to read facial expressions. So yeah. I mean there's a whole lot for kids to have to deal with. And Gabor yeah. talks about it quite yeah. a bit. Aria and I went up and met Ash today for breakfast because he's had to stay up for rehearsals up on the Gold Coast uh, for Blues Fest coming up. And um anyway, when we were sat there because I've been reading this stuff with, with Gabor and about the attunement, we're trying to lessen the time on screens and phones around the kids. Yeah. Kind of being judgy now, but we looked around and I'm like, oh, my God, Ash, like every single parent, there was yeah. quite a few parents sitting there one-on-one with their kids, but they're in their phones. The parents are in their phones mm. and yep. they're not attuning with their kids at all. And, like, I get it because I've been there. So well, it's also out of, it's so much out of our control to an extent, unless you realise what's going on, there's... Um, uh, in terms of you know these devices like they're great they're not going anywhere smartphones are here to stay we know that but the big tech companies are making a lot of money out of putting yes. things in front of us that we can't say no to and there there was a guy and I, it, he's, it was actually from the Imperfects podcast I can't remember his name but I can send it to you for the show notes but he talked about you know how when he went away to specifically get off his phone um, he turned. He, he had an analog phone. He didn't take a smartphone. He said he felt like there'd been a marching band following him around for the hmm. last few years. And when he put his smartphone down, the band stopped. Yeah. The notifications oh God, yes. of this and that. And he said, so you know, you've got to remember that 
that it's it's very hard or if someone puts itching powder in your head it's very hard not to scratch mm-hmm. and that's what our phones do to adults oh absolutely you know, so and we're losing our focus we're losing then, our attention there's a lot of good there's a lot yeah. of good but oh, of course if you're aware of it there's all of that so absolutely yeah. there's actually a great oprah podcast it's just come out it's like in the last few weeks it's with johan hari and oh, that's what it was oh was it right I'm sure it was yes. him he's yeah yeah he's amazing He's got a new book called Stolen Focus. Stolen Focus is his new book. And so he was on talking to Oprah over two episodes. It was brilliant. It was like incredible. So I would definitely recommend that. His book is Stolen Focus. And so there's three books we're recommending here. Johan Hari's (laughs) Stolen Focus, Gabor Mate, Hold On To Your Kids, and Hugh Van Kleinberg, um, Resilience Project and Let Go. Four books. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, going back to what we're talking about, in this in the tense time. So, okay, just say you've gone, you've meditated in the morning, you've done your yoga, you've done your breath work, you've done your journaling, you know, you've got your day full of gratitude. The kids are giving you the shits. Yep. I know we've said that we can get out and go to the park. We can change yep. the music up. What if that's not possible? Yep. What so, do we do? We just want to drink a wine to drown so out. My, my, my thoughts around that are, I hate to say it, but there's a little bit of go with the flow. And if you're doing all of that then that time doesn't feel as bad it's a little bit more manageable um however I think then there's a point where you go okay is this something that I might need more support with like I don't want to disregard that as well like sometimes anxiety is a thing and there's lots of uh I mean apart from the whole cup of tea and all of that but there's a lot of great like herbal remedies out there these days that actually do help, like, you know, whether it's lavender oil or anything like that. I do think how you react to these things, if we're not getting quality sleep and if we're not getting in that little bit of exercise and we're not eating the right way, uh, you know, um, all of those things do, those times with the kids do feel a lot worse than what they actually are and you're equipped Mm -hmm. to distract them better. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd love to say, oh, you know, distract them or if you can put them in front of the TV and just go and do 10 minutes of breathing. But that's that's only an answer if you're actually, I think, you know how to breathe. Have, have you learned how to breathe? Have you learned how to use that? You know, so so there is in terms of what you do then and there. And you know what, If depending on where you are in your sobriety um, or even if you're not sober and you've just moderated. So I suppose there's two things there. If you are sober and, you know, you used to have a wine and, and that, that, was, that was something that did work, maybe it is an opportunity if it's the right time of day to have an alcohol-free wine. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a placebo thing. Yeah, maybe or just, that, yeah. If that's really what, how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, so there's a, in terms of, you know, or turning on the music and distracting them, when my kids are driving me crazy, sometimes I just have to let them drive, drive me crazy. And, and I have to just accept and it. Accept it. I think there has to be an element of accepting, accepting just, you know, what again, back to the Eckhart thing, I guess. But also I think it's okay too to not because so many women feel guilty and there's also the podcast yeah. coming up on Sundays with Nat from Mindful Mocktail. We go into this a little bit as well about her feeling similar to you, Kate, where she was like, hang on, I didn't sign up for this. This is happening really, you know, yeah. like she didn't actually love the early years with her with parenting and she felt so guilty about that oh I have and she so drank much. to escape so there's all that so I think 
having that moment of even just acknowledging your own feelings and going, I'm not loving this right now, but yeah. you know, I'm here. Yeah. And and just sitting with that feeling for a moment and going, I don't have to react to it. And I'm not a bad mom. I'm just having a feeling. Also, I actually had noted down <laughs> whether or not this is possible, but AirPods. Right. <laughs> Putting them and, on. Yep. And listening to, you know, like whatever you want to listen to. If the kids, you know, like it, it could be I, in, in lockdown, I just remember my AirPods were my sanity. If I needed to let them run crazy inside or they were wrestling and throwing stuff around or, right. you know, whatever they were doing, I'd be like, all right, well, AirPods in. I'm still here. I'm watching. But I can't deal with this noise, you know, and not, AirPods aren't always an answer, but little, you know, it, it's, yeah, I mean, you know. Oh, that's so cool. Because yeah. you don't want to, sometimes you don't want to, I have this thing with the kids, I'm like, I'm not going to tell them to stop that because they're being messy and they need to be messy and that's how good humans are created through lots of messiness, you know, and it's like, like they're messy. And because and I've got two boys when they are wrestling, which doesn't happen all the time because my youngest isn't a big wrestler. But, you know, I'm like, oh, this is good because all the testosterone, it's not going to just build up. And when they're older, they'll just have all these unused, you know, pent-up testosterone. So there's a, there's an element of, well, what can you let them do that's crazy if you really not, if you really can't cope with it? But I do believe that if, I mean, this, and this, this, is, this probably comes from, this is an alcohol preachy thing, but if you're not drinking at inappropriate times during the day, like if you're, if, if you're saving your wine, for you know dinner or even if it is the 531 whatever it is if, if you if you were drinking heavily and you've cut it down to two wines or three wines or whatever it is of the evening unfortunately the facts of the matter are is that you're still putting alcohol into your system and your body is trying to process mm-hmm. that alcohol and from processing that alcohol that's a journey that's an eight-hour journey mm-hmm. and at some point during that journey your body takes that alcohol and turns it into cortisol which is a stress hormone. So it's absolutely unavoidable. And this is the research that I've done. And I'm not a scientist and I, I, you know, I'm I'm talking about just stuff I've read and Annie Grace does a lot about the science, the body Mm -hmm. science around Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is, is when you put alcohol into your system, not only does your body stop processing then and there, every single other thing you're putting in your system at the time, but at some point, it's going to turn it into cortisol. So you're essentially injecting yourself with stress. So for the 20 exactly. minutes that it's high, that you've got that nice high, that nice feeling that I used to absolutely love, it means that you're going to have to have that consequence of stress at some point. So if you're having a few wines every single night, you're not going to be able to possibly build up that, that, that patient accepting, um, you know, way of navigating through your day as well as what you would if you weren't and that's a, that's a it's it's a frustrating fact <laughs> and keeping that in mind too like I was talking with um with Kath from she's the alcohol mindset coach yeah um and she's a she did the Annie Grace coaching thing oh and yes she, I heard her I heard yeah her. she was great she's a breast cancer survivor and also talking mm. about and she wants to she talk- was on Annie Grace's podcast as well Right, that um, you know, it's the same thing—the cortisol spiking, which also oh, can lead to breast cancer too. So, yeah, there's also oh. that. You know, there's what what blows to stress you out even more, mums. Well, that's yeah, I know. And <laughs> sorry, what, what blows me, what blew me away the most, and it's just such a simple thing, but is the whole your body stops processing everything else. Yep. So you know, yep. you you have your full meal, and then you go out 
to have a big drinking night. And the moment you start drinking, your body stores that meal and doesn't use it. And then it stops processing absolutely everything um, for a period of time until the alcohol has left your system. And within that time, you've come home, you've had another meal because you're drunk and then you wake up, but you feel empty, even though you ate because your body hasn't used it. So your body's in a constant state of hunger right. and you've, you're essentially just really helping yourself stress out. So exactly. it's, it's kind of hard to, so, and that's, 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 yeah. So I think um, it is great. If, and again, if you can moderate, great. And if you're someone who can have a drink now and then great, I'd, I can't do it. I know I can't. I've tried it. But the, you know, the quality sleep um, and mindfulness and exercise and all of that, it really does set you up to change the way you handle, react and view those really stressful moments and they become less of them. They become less of them and maybe if there's less of them, you'll stop worrying they're about to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And it all comes back to doing the goods, doesn't it? It comes yeah. back to just setting up a good foundation to be able to deal with stress. So, yeah, you know, um, I, I would also be questioning too, like often when there's a situation like that where the, the mum is taking on literally everything, oh, I would say there's an element of maybe perhaps some, I'm not saying that about this particular person, but sometimes yeah. there's a bit of people pleasing in there and um, Absolutely. not putting themselves first. You know? Absolutely. And I so did it, that for a very long time, putting myself first for at least five years was wine and, and news and, and having drinks with friends and getting our kids together and still drinking wine because I used to think, well, this is good for the kids. And, you know, I'm not going to say that it wasn't. There was a lot of beautiful, beautiful times. But putting myself first was, yes, I used to make time for the gym in the morning, but and that, that definitely helped me. But it was the wine that, you know, so this this mum I totally get where she's coming from do I have the magic answer for that moment no I don't but I can tell you and this is I heard someone say this the other day and I'm organizing an event and I'm looking for motivational speakers and I love it because I get to you know see all these amazing people speak and um he he said no one is coming (laughs) no one is coming this is and he was talking about mindfulness and he was a mindfulness guy that's no bullshit mindfulness there's no yoga in in no yoga voice he's irish and he's and he's you know spades a spade and you know all this stuff you, you know mindfulness is giving it the scientific facts that show that this stuff works but i can tell you no one is coming if you don't do it no one's coming to do it for you that's right yeah yeah that's, that's right hard, but it's yeah. hard you know and i knew that when i when I, when I've, you know, so many changes that I've had to make or little things that I've had to do, you do it because you, you, you can't, and, and it doesn't have to start big, as you said, mm-hmm. that 10 minutes in the morning or just walking, walking does really help mental capacity. Massively. Like incredibly. It's, you know, I used to, as you know, I'm all into fitness and stuff and I walk way more now than I ever have purely for the, for my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And even walking's great. If a little bit of aerobic, you know, even getting the yeah. heart, anything, just yeah. get your body anything. moving absolutely. and get that time to yourself. That's great. Yeah, thanks. That's all great tips. And I think it's a great <laughs> conversation to have and one that 
women and mums and dads. I'm going to actually have yeah. Ash is going to be interviewing the Booze Free Dad, Greg. When oh, Greg's we love Greg. Yeah. We love Greg. So I'm going to get those guys together to do a podcast on this podcast about fatherhood and, and probably similar things, which is going to be great. I just love wanted it. to read out a couple of, because I put it out there on the Instagram today. I only did it a few hours ago. So one lady, Amber Luna, said that probably same kind of thing, that she escapes to the gym. So yep. that's one thing. I guess it's the same thing, isn't it, right, getting the exercise in. Kind of yep. hard if you've got little ones unless there's a crash at the gym. Yeah, but, which, which I did have. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's good. Yeah. This was an interesting one from Cup of Clarity on Instagram. Just said, I realised that instead of needing to escape the chaos with a drink, there is now joy in just sitting in the chaos, which we sort of, mm, yeah. it's really beautiful. Life is beautiful chaos, embracing it rather than suffering through it, thinking that you need a reward in inverted commas at the end of it is the greatest gift. Absolutely. I oh, love it really that. Is, yeah. it? And, and, you know, it's, it, there's just no shame in, you know, being, being that mum that does want to whine. It's just ultimately, it, you know, it doesn't work forever. And mm-hmm. I think it's great that this person has recognised it. But um, at, the, at the same time, you, yeah, it just, it, it's messy. And mm-hmm. kids, and as I said, small kids, small problems, big kids, big problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids, kids do give us a sense of vulnerability, I think. You know, you 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 have to wear your heart and your sleeve a little bit. Well, not all parents do, I must admit. But when I, you know, when my youngest was diagnosed with autism, I I think that was the biggest gift he probably could have given me because it really I was I was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I had to accept that my child was different, and you know, mm-hmm. and that was the way it was always going to be. And through that has just it's been the most beautiful gift, but. Being a parent is the most selfless thing you'll ever do. And, and one of the hardest things. And one of the hardest things. And you know what? With every, uh, 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 again, another podcast, God, podcast point. Um, someone said, you know, if in anything that you're most proud of that you've achieved, anything, whatever you've done that you go, wow, I'm so proud of that. Surely there was a bit of stress in there to get you to that point because stress can be good. You know, we need, mm-hmm. it, there's every great thing. That, that I've done has absolutely had an element of stress. Absolutely. And totally. So, yeah. so there's, and that's good for you as well. So there's all learnings. Absolutely. There was another one here from Kim, which sort of, yeah, same, same kind of thing as what I do, that she said, first light and sunrise, sunrise beach walks as many times a week as I can. There's something about being awake and moving my body before the kids wake up that fill my cup. I find that I'm always more patient and energetic with them on those days. And I can totally agree with that hundred percent. Absolutely. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. And yeah, I, I mean, now I've, now I am a parent that doesn't drink with my kids. I just can't believe how much more relaxing it is as a parent whether I'm not whether it's because I'm not having that conversation with myself in the shower every morning you know this is it I'm not doing this anymore or whether or not it's because I'm not carrying any shame or guilt from it I mean it's still tough parenting still tough but I'm learning that you know it's okay if they're just going to have a meltdown and I kind of just watch the meltdown it's like okay I've done everything I can meltdown and you'll be really tired at the end of it and probably chill out a bit but if you need to melt down I'm not going to tell you not to because I don't want to tell you not to. And if you're going to be all crazy, then, you know, let's let's not, if you're going to run around, let's not, you know, let's move everything out of the way so no one cracks their head. 
but <laughs> like, go crazy, you know. It's kind of like life, isn't it? Same kind of thing. Let's just yeah. do everything so no one cracks their head. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes the, tanty. you know, the, the happiest house, when, I mean, I've always been, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really tidy and I'm too list-driven and all that stuff and, you know, I, I've certainly evolved from that but I still keep that because that's still me. But uh, my friends that have got messy houses and kids that are just going everywhere, they're often more relaxed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I wish I could be like that. <laughs> I know. I I'm in my own way now. Me too. I see the mums and it fit like with the, the full-on craziness and I, the couple spring to mind that just there's just chaos and I'm just like I feel so ugh when I'm in there. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Get me back to my meditation room. Oh, <laughs> but, totally um, <laughs> you know, and it's still, you know, I'm lucky I've got two daughters, so it's very different energy yeah. in the house and having, you know, boys like yourself, like two yeah. boys in Absolutely. the house my kids there's no wrestling there's nothing like that there's more like this <laughs> this sloths and it's trying to get them up and motivated and like get up and move hence yeah, why we put love shack on but yeah. um it's, it's just you know embracing your own weirdness your own quirkiness and your own way in which you parent and you know that's right and and if and, and just going back to sort of you know how you get through those moments i i've i play and look again depending on if you're 100 sober or what, what you're doing uh, or if you're alcohol free, I should say, because you know I'm alcohol free. But I play the game. Um, imagine if I'd been drinking. Yeah. So so you know if it's like I, I did it on Saturday, I took a bunch of kids to Luna Park for one of my kids' birthdays, and I got home and I had this sleepover, and it got to sort of you know the end of the night where I'm trying to get these kids to go to bed, and and I said to my partner, I said, oh, this would have been so different this time two years ago because I can say that now. Not this time last year. Now I say this time two years ago because that's how long it's been. But that if I'd got home, the first thing I would have done is got all these kids inside and poured a massive wine. Then I would have put off their dinner and I would have invited someone around to have a wine and then they all would have got to bed late. They all had footy the next morning. I would have got up and gone, oh, no, and one of them had, you know, left their footy shorts and it was a nightmare and all this stuff. And I was just, yeah, cool, all right, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. And my, I was like, yeah, God, if I'd been hungover, this would have been a nightmare. You know, like there's so many, so many things that, you know, so if you're going through that, you're like, well, at least I'm not drinking or at least I'm not hungover. Yeah, um, exactly. Little things like that do spur you on if you can play, play that in your mind, play it forward, as you say. Absolutely. Playing it forward, always, always, always. no matter what it is. <laughs> and then one last thing, I know, like, please don't punch me in the head, people, but I'm really into playing board games with the kids. Mm. And my friend Sarah just sent me up a little care package and it had game Skipbo in it. And yes. I love Skipbo. So we've yeah. started doing heaps of Skipbo here at home and yeah, we love it. And it's, it's really nice because the kids want our attention, right? They want yeah. us to be with them. So they even do. though you might not feel like it and you want to escape, maybe the antidote is actually not escaping and really getting right in there and playing a game with them and, that's I know, like, a, again, I don't want to sound patronising and be like one of those Insta mums. It's like, yeah, we play games and it's all really great. You know, they, they kind of shit me too sometimes when we play a game. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And they take course, too long. Of course. But it is, there, there is, there, it is so much easier to just be with it. Uh, yep. I really, I really, really do think that. But again, but again, you know, depending on where you are in your alcohol-free journey, know what support have you got who are you talking to who you're who are you rebounding off you know just just even though you might be going through this crazy day with the kids but if you're still thinking if I have a wine everything will be all right who are you kind of reaching out to to Mm -hmm. you know that you can just have a chat about that with or you know like adult conversation can you you know there's 
yeah, oh, look, it's 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 so Pandora's box. This whole thing, once you open it, it's just yeah, yeah. You, can, you can go down so many rabbit holes with it. Absolutely. Well, um, I'd love just, you know, those comments that we did get from some other mums and their suggestions. I think that's really great. And it's a really great conversation to keep on having, because I think it's a really big thing. A lot of women that I've coached, or they've had in, we've had in the challenges, a lot of their drinking habits started with catching up with the mums. Yep. You know, for wine time. And And also mine wasn't even catching up with mums. Mine was just right. This is this yeah. is what I'm doing. I spent mm-hmm. my, my, my and I say it, you know, again with not not any pride, but I spent my pregnancy worried about what I do when I was became a mum for the first time and when could I have a drink? Yeah, and mm-hmm. and you know, I and I did and I drank. Yeah, you know, so it's it's yeah. very 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 common. Yeah. So anyway, mums that are out there that are feeling guilty, like please don't because. A lot of us mums are in the same boat and 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 feel and it, you know. And you're doing your best. You're doing your best. Right. All you can do, and even, you know. And again, I look back on all the times where I was a drinker and a mum and all those things. I I remember at one point I said, I just don't know how I'm going to forgive myself. And Trace from the challenge said, but you were doing your best. It's yeah. Okay. I'm like, yeah. Exactly. And I yeah. was, and I am now. <laughs> still not perfect. Still can be volcanic, you know. But very, very, very. Very rarely, yeah. like I when, uh, compared. <laughs> yeah, same, same. It'd probably be more effective now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do pull out a good eruption every now and then, they're like, oh, it's great yeah. for husbands too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love it. I, I thought you were all like peaceful. <laughs> no, I've still got it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Speaking of children, I need to go feed mine. So thank you so much, Kate, for coming on and just giving, you know, your time and you're amazing. And I just love catching up with you and having a good old yarn. So it's great. Me too. Love it. Thanks so much, Danny. Keep up the amazing work. You too, my friend. Speak soon. Yeah, will do. Bye now. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.